0: and Spiegel Show Flashback. A.Q. Flashback, flashback. Shipley, coming up at 4 o'clock. Dave Wanstead is a friend of ours. He comes in studio every week. He is Pittsburgh royalty. You're from right outside of Pittsburgh. When we told Dave Wanstead that I see light had a mango flavor mango he he was lost his mind disgusted (laughs) we're we're, we're curious what your thoughts are on icy light mango
1: yeah not a fan i mean i I grew up like thinking that like all we're supposed to do is drink bud Heavy's warm we can't ice them down (laughs) we we need budweiser heavy no bud lights no anything let's just make this as grimy and steel city as possible when you come from pittsburgh
2: we gave dave an icy light mango and he was disgusted by it and then drank a the whole thing. You know what I mean?
0: Of course. of course, It tastes delicious. It's a, it's a dessert, right? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. He's like, this is disgusting. Do you have more?
1: I wonder if I went into Yarsky's bar on the saw side after I worked night shift at J&L Steel when I was going to Pitt and I walked in there and I said, can I have an IC light mango when the when the bar is seven deep with steel workers? You know, you can't even see their eyes. Everybody's got the
0: soot on them. Right. They got the hard hats backwards. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Danny, you got an IC light mango there? <laughs> iron city beer there's a little iron in all of this it's a bird thing the Parkins and spiegel show afternoons on the score we had wani in studio yesterday so it's been too long since we talked to a yinzer aq shipley with us now on the circle resort and casino hotline circle resort and casino in las vegas home of the world's largest sports book aq thanks for coming back on the show man how you doing I'm great. How Yin's doing? You see what I did there? <laughs> ah, led you right into it, man. There it is. You're the All star. You. You're the star of the McAfee show now, man. You're everywhere. You're on the GameCast. You're on the show. You're out there radio row with them. Uh, it's pretty awesome, man. Congrats on the come up. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, we had a blast this year. I can't appreciate. I mean, I can't thank Pat and the boys for giving me the opportunity this year. It's been awesome. I've grown. I've learned. I feel more comfortable on camera, and it has been. Awesome year of football,
2: hey, is there anything that Pat can't do in media? It drives us crazy. I think Danny, you've called him what one of the most natural media talents you've ever seen yeah, and it's like I'm watching the the Pro Bowl flag game, which I totally got sucked into and enjoyed a q and Pat was awesome doing play by play. is there anything he can't do?
1: I'm in awe of him every every single chance I get to watch him. I mean seriously, there's so many times where like mid show I look and uh, and I and he's doing He's cutting a promo on something. I'm like, God, he's so good, right? It's just everything he's doing is turning to gold right now. And and even this week watching him doing the interviews, it's just like he's so natural at He's so good. You're right. You put him in front of a flag football game. Who would have thought that would have been entertaining? And somehow it was a thousand times better than anything we've seen at the Pro Bowl in the last 10 years.
0: What's the craziest thing you saw at uh, Radio Row this week? Ah, uh, Carrot top. Had to be, right? Oh, dude.
2: There's a lot of work that's been done. That man's done a lot of work on himself in a lot of ways.
1: I mean, like when I saw, when we saw him walking by us, I mean, like you saw everybody's head turn, like, wait, like that is that carrot top? (laughs) Like we need him on the show. Like, how do we, how do we get that on the show? (laughs) Did you get him? We got him. We got him. And he was unbelievable. (laughs) Good. Did he, did he have a, did he have a trunk full of props? Was he doing the thing? No, but oh. he, he was definitely telling us about all his new stuff that he's got going on. Listen, that guy, that guy works hard. I didn't realize that. He does a show every night except Sunday for the last 30-something years in Vegas. Wow. It's crazy, man.
0: Crazy. I mean, good gig if you can get it, right? The Vegas yeah, good residency. For good,
1: good for him, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12-year NFL vet A.Q. Shipley with us here. Uh, saw you shout it out, Brady in re- in retirement uh got you a ring do you believe he's actually retired
1: I do I do for for once I finally believe this is it I think he's you know I think he thought it was going to be a lot easier coming back this year clearly it wasn't the best so I think there was like a piece of everybody that was like there's no way he's going to go out like that right no way mm. and he did. I mean, I think I actually read today that he did file his papers. And I think once you file your papers, it's pretty permanent. I mean, I mean, obviously you can always pull back, but I think he's, I think he's looking forward to the next chapter. He's obviously got the Fox gig coming up and what a career though. Right. Unbelievable,
2: man. And and, and we just keep talking about these like superstar quarterbacks in their dotage moving around maybe. And I've been wondering whether Aaron Rodgers, who you guys talked to is going to do the work the way that Tom Brady has done the work and did the work in Tampa. You watched it. You saw it. like what? What did Tom do? And you think Aaron would do the same? Everything you got to do to fit into a new team.
1: Listen, if, if you if you've had the success that both of those guys have had, you're you're doing the right things. There's no question about that. With Tom, I always felt, and I used to just sit there and try and soak as much up from him that. I possibly could and I would watch him do everything all day long I would watch his mannerisms I would watch the way he operated the way he studied the way he carried himself in meetings the way he carried himself in front of the guys and literally by Saturday I felt like he had the answers to the test and I think that's that's the separation between him and Aaron and you know the greats versus you know maybe some of the younger generation that will eventually get there but I think you know towards the end and you know, maybe him. You know, he's a six-round pick. Doesn't have maybe all the talent that all these that maybe Mahomes had coming in. So he's had to kind of work for everything. So his his way of doing that was knowing all the answers to the test before it happened. With Aaron, I will say this. You know, having a chance to get the opportunity to listen to him every week on, on Pat's show and listening to kind of his answers and the way he operates, his recall is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Like when we start asking him stuff about thing, he's like, "Oh yeah, it was." I think the second series of the game it was the third play you know Dobbs was supposed to do this and he he did this and he ends up throwing the corner out to him but like his recollection of the game and his ability to just kind of remember and recall everything it's it's pretty special and you can tell like he puts a ton of effort in not to not only the stuff pregame but also the post-game analysis stuff too.
0: AQ Shipley, 12-year NFL vet, uh, star of the Pat McAfee show, is our guest. We had you on earlier in the year uh, to kind of give us like a a mid-season. I think it was just before the halfway point of what you thought you were seeing from Justin Fields. Now Mm -hmm. that we've seen a full season and the Bears ended up with the number one pick, curious where you think they're at in terms of health of a franchise listen if he can stay healthy he's special and and I think you know it was a it was a tale of
1: before the bye and after the bye with them I mean it was very clearly a very different team after the bye it was a very different offense so I think you got to give kudos to to Luke Getzey and his ability to kind of swallow his pride I think a little bit and not do maybe the offense that he's fully accustomed to and probably installed, and then now saying, hey, listen, we got a guy that's pretty special here. Let's build this thing around Justin Fields. And to his credit, they did, and they started doing a lot of the stuff that Philly's doing with Jalen Hurts and the and the zone reads and, you know, using his legs. Now, do you want that to be – the hundred percent answer all the time. No, you 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 obviously got to build a little bit amongst the offensive line, get them some weapons on the outside because a kid can spin it. But I think if we can get some receivers there, I, th- I like the tight end. Cole Komet's great. I think he's great in the run game and the pass game. I think he's a great little option there. Um, we get some guys up front. You know, we get some guys on the outside. I think we. I think you guys got the makings of being a pretty pretty good offense.
2: You know, it's it's the same thing Nick Sirianni did after seven games with Jalen Hurts last year, right?
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent.
2: So he made that shift, and then they added to it. They already had the offensive line, and then they had one of the weapons with Devonta. They go out and get, get AJ Brown. You know what I'm obsessed with, Aq? I want to find Justin Fields, his Jason Kelsey. I want the center who is going to be like the spiritual center of the line and a badass and capable of pulling with them and just kind of guide the way. Maybe there's a guy in this draft. You know, I'll be doing the research. I know you do it more, you do it better. But how important, how helpful would it be to give Justin Fields that guy?
1: It'd be amazing. I mean, I think you know it, it, it's so funny that like somebody like you says that, which is a brilliant comment, by the way. Anybody that says anything great about centers, I love. First of all, let's let's <laughs> uh, we'll
0: slow down. Hey man,
1: I,
2: I, I was a center yeah. in flag football in college. Uh, I love it. Yeah, mighty Sequoyas. I was a center, nose tackle, and play caller. I'm the highest ranking center here on the on the, it's the, six on o'clock the
1: staff. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go, let's yeah. go. I love it. Yeah. Um But you know, to to kind of just validate that point, it's it's funny because it's they're always the most important guy on the offensive line. They really are. They may not be the most talented. They may not be the best athlete. They may not be the tallest or the strongest or whatever, but they're the most important. They're the guys that have to get everybody on the right page. They're usually the guys that are not the glorified ones. They're the ones that are fighting through injury, tough as nails, all this, all the good stuff, right? (laughs) And teams usually devalue them when it comes to contracts. You know, the centers are usually the lowest paid amongst the offensive line and It's it's one of those things, but when you find a good one, how noticeable is it, right? It's so noticeable when you see what Kelsey's been able to do in Philly, when you see what Marquise Pouncey did in Pittsburgh for all those years, Alex Mack on his great years, and Corey Lindsley what he's able to been been able to do in Green Bay and now obviously in L.A. Like right when you find those guys, it's a game changer. So to your to your point, yeah, I mean if they can go get a guy like that and then just kind of build from the from the middle out. Yeah. I think they got something great. I really, like I said, you guys know, I'm a big fan of Tevin Jenkins. If we can keep him healthy, I think you got a good guard there too. Hmm.
0: Who do you like in the super bowl?
1: I like Philadelphia. I I mean, I've been, I've been pretty adamant on that all week. Obviously I cover, cover lines right for a living. And it's, I haven't seen a group this good not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side. It was funny. We, we had a guy on today, and he was talking about, you know, how when they faced against that Seattle defensive line, it was so good when, you know, they had so many good pieces, and Seattle's really good run on defense. And the difference between this group and that group is they, they got eight. Most, most teams got four, right? Like, they got four good defensive linemen. Philly's eight deep on the D-line. I mean, you sit here and you sub out Hargraves and Fletcher Cox, who are all pros in their right mind, and here comes and Sue and Linval Joseph. You sub out Robert Quinn and and Sweat, and here comes Brandon Graham and Reddick or whoever it may be, right? Like, they got eight legit guys up front that they can just rotate in and out the entire game not to mention their offensive line is so good you know so the other
2: guy i want is hargraves so i guess i want the middle of both lines should the bears spend a bunch of money on javon
1: hargraves as
2: a as a as a possible three tech or a defensive tackle
1: so i played against him when he was in pittsburgh my last year in arizona in 19 and i was like man this guy's good like i remember like talking to my dad after the game because my dad's from – like, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so my dad's sitting there, and he's like – he always loved this hard-grade guy. said, man, he's like, you're going to have your hands full. This kid's a good player. I'm like – he was still – I mean, I don't want to say relatively unknown at that point, but he was, like, still kind of flying under the radar because they had Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt. and I'm like, oh, man. So, I played against him. I'm like, oh, he's good. And Pittsburgh really didn't use him as a pass rusher. And then I'm playing with the Bucks and – then I'm coaching with them the next year. We ended up playing Philly and Ryan Jensen, who I think the world of is a center. I mean, he had a dogfight with Hargraves the whole game. I mean the kid's an absolute animal. He's such a good football player and he's he's only like six foot six one, so he kinda of flies under the radar, but oh man, he is so good.
0: All right, AQ Shipley, twelve year NFL vet. Super Bowl champ, now uh, a part of the crew on the Pat McAfee show, which has just been this, like, rocket ship. It's, like, basically the number one thing in sports media. You got to understand, we're in a weird spot here, AQ, because this is a 30-year powerful powerhouse Chicago radio station. We're an afternoon drive. Speaks and I, we've all worked for this, like, our our entire professional lives. And uh, it's a real ego shot because our executive producer, the guy who's been texting you to come on, Shane Reardon, great guy, he applied to be your chef. He's our executive producer.
2: He would <laughs> jump ship in a heartbeat. He,
0: he, he would leave us. He'd move to Indianapolis to cook for a different <laughs> show. Um,
2: Let's go,
0: what a
1: move! Hell yeah, dude! I'm so done here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shane, we're right here, man. So, so he we're right here. So he actually applied. I know McAfee said that he got like 1,500 uh, emails, and he's not going through them until until after the Super Bowl. But he's got all the references. He's got it all on the on the Instagram. Uh, you gonna put in a good word for our producer?
1: Absolutely, Shane. I'm rooting for you, man. I'm rooting for you. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it. Can he use you yeah. as a reference? Yeah, for sure. Oh God. Okay excellent
1: all right if mcafee stops changing his phone number i'll make sure i tell him that uh that y- you gave me a reference
0: <laughs> i love it all right uh ship enjoy the game man thank you very much for the time it's a pleasure
2: talking hey. uh, interior line with you one uh, one line into another oh, you Jesus know what i mean that's what
1: i'm talking about centers for life that's, Let's go. that's right let's go <laughs> see, ya see you very
0: much later
2: Lord. Come on, man! Yeah, Danny, you're, you're yeah, no, I know. You're yucking on my yum. No, I'm not I got trying a butt to. Me and Olin, we got a thing. Now me and Ship, uh, oh, we're gonna be hanging out at the center you convention. You and Manly, yeah, yeah, famously, yeah. Yeah, that's no, a good Was point. Manly a center? Let's not give him that much credit. Yeah, he's I a said, tiny little guy. I'm more of a center than Manly was. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> was on your Brent side. Granted, no, he suited up in the NFL for 13 Manly years. Manly sure. stood at the center of the line. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Put it that way. <laughs> he did. That's, that's right. I put flags on my waist. And that, and that was that was
0: tough though. It was yeah. tough for you.
2: I was, That was tough. Was he validated your opinion. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. I want. I, I, so there we go. As you watch tomorrow, I want the I want the young version. Of the middle of Philly's offensive line, and I want directly the guy in the middle of Philly's defensive line. Speaking
1: real quick, Super Bowl this year is on Sunday. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: going to watch it on Sunday. If you
2: gonna, it. <laughs> I got a I got an advance copy.
0: <laughs> That's impressive.
2: I'm part of the academy. First year oh. they're doing it. Yeah. Who should I bet
0: on? So it
2: is scripted. I'll let huh? you know. Yeah. will <laughs> let you know tomorrow night.
1: Can't wait to watch the I'll Super Bowl tomorrow. Late. It's going to be a ton hey, of fun. What are you watching tomorrow? Hey, football hey, buddies. I'm part, of the,
2: I'm part of the academy. They sent me a screener. It's awesome. All right. It's the same season, right? Super Bowl Saturday, as they
0: say. Yeah. Honestly, it yeah. should be. We'll make that case. Yeah.
2: When do you see who's playing my <laughs> halftime show tomorrow? Who is it? It's not Rihanna. Thank you that much. Brother, brother. Nope. It's Beck doing all of mellow gold, top to bottom, loser. Beer can, all that stuff.
0: I just wanna go home. It's Parkinson's big on the score.